What's up, everyone? Hey, it's Nick with the Arsenal Bros. Hey, I'm joined by Ben today, and we are going to review yet another win. This time, arguably the biggest win of the season at home. 3-2 triumph over Liverpool. Check it out. What's happening, everyone? The Arsenal Bros are back. We are here to chat about yet another Arsenal victory. Ben, when we started this pod, we lost three on the trot, and uh, it looks like we just had to start a new season to uh, get things right. I think so, man. Can't stop, won't stop, we'll never stop. We're going to win the league. We're winning everything. We'll probably just be promoted to the Champions League after the World Cup break. Uh, win that, go on, we'll win the World Cup. Shoot, we're just, we're on top. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that I feel like nobody's actually talking about us winning the league, which is fine, and we can joke about it, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, when, I, I guess post, post-World post Cup, maybe that becomes a, a conversation that can be had if we're at that point, so. Yeah, I think the cyborg Holland really just kind of trumps every argument for us winning the league. So if people start, people are just like, ah, City. It's like, yeah, you're kind of right. They're they're truly amazing. Somehow they've tied two matches, but they're they're really good. For sure. Yeah, you know, and honestly, I'm like not that I wish this upon him or think it's actually gonna happen, but I feel like he has his token three month injury every season. I mean you're his biggest fan, so Yes. Uh, you can you can confirm that. He does have a, some injury history. It's kind of like he'll come back and then leave and come back and leave. It's like a, some inconsistent. He had a big one a few seasons ago. Was it last year or the year before? So I, I do wonder, like, with him adjusting to the long season, playing in the cold, like that February 29th away to Bournemouth, like how's that going to land with him? Uh, yeah. So those those are the things I'm also looking at. Um, uh, you know, luckily a lot of our players are used to that, but we do have a lot of um, Brazilians who will just have to get used to it and adapt to it. You know, the temperature is just a little different. Definitely. Yeah. You just never know. I mean, it could happen to anyone, but mm-hmm. anyways, we're not here to talk about him. We're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about us. Yes, beating sir. Liverpool for the first time in uh, seems like a long time, at, at least not even just beating, like scoring against them. It's It was 10 hours of game time against them before we scored, and uh, thankfully this game it didn't take too long to do so. But first, some major lineup news with Kieran Tierney playing incredible midweek in the Europa League. He was a shoe-in, but he was not. At left back, Takahiro Tomiyasu. Were you shocked to see him in? I was. I was uh, like 15 minutes late to the um, lineup drop. And so I saw a bunch of texts on our group thread about Tomiyasu coming in. I was like, what in the world? I was like, is Tierney hurt too? But he was on the bench. And so I was was a bit confused. I, I didn't know if we'd shift into a full back three. I didn't. I honestly just had no clue what was going to happen. Um, but it worked out. Yeah, I was pumped to see him because I he's like my favorite, 
one of my favorite players. I just love watching him defend. And so I was, I was pumped. I feel like he's deserved a chance. And I felt like once he got his chance, he was not going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So was very excited. Yeah. I, I think like it's been hard because he was injured for so long. And then did he, what, he came back for Tottenham and that game was just a cluster and we didn't actually get to see us. And then he's just kind of been used as a sub and looked good as a sub, but uh, all season. So it's, it's going back and reminding ourselves like how amazing uh, and I'm not just good, how amazing he was for stretches last season, how he held everything together and just kind of was that missing piece for us. And so, yeah, he's definitely better than just a sub, like deserves to be playing mm-hmm. just because his flexibility. So, yeah, I was uh, thrilled to see him in it, yet very surprised. So, um, was it was for Tierney because he's been playing well, but at the same time, uh, you know, that's great. It's good for our squad to have this. Yeah, he must really feel like, man, what do I need to do to, uh, get a consistent run, but it keeps the, keeps the seat hot for sure. So, so we, um, play pretty familiar, uh, formation lineup wise, but Liverpool, they look to mix it up from their typical four, three, three, um, look to be a four, two, three, one, or even you could say a four, two, four with Jota in, I'm always worried to see him. He's been a killer against us lately. So was not necessarily, Thrilled to see him, but thought it was interesting that they changed it up again. So uh, before you could even really get settled, we're up 1-0. And uh, I'm sitting there surely waiting for something to be called back just because it was almost too good to be true. But um, just a little bit of back and forth, and all of a sudden, Saka to Odegaard, who threads a lovely way to ball through, and Martinelli takes care of business 1-0. What a start. Yeah. What a finish. A tremendous finish for sure. I, I mean, I I thought the angle was almost too tight for him to get around him and to, mm-hmm. to finish it, but he, he found a way to to get through. And, uh, man, I we hadn't scored a goal that early. It, it reminded me a lot of the United game to where last year, I think that was three minutes in, but coming out early in a big game was like, okay, that would just be uh, would just be easier if we did that. Yeah, seriously. And again, like exploiting that space in behind Trent. Um, We talked about that on the last pod about just how key Martinelli was going to be to unlocking this attack for Liverpool. And and we see it like, I mean, how many seconds in was it? Like 49 seconds? Uh, 57. 57. That's just amazing. Yeah, that pass from Odegaard, though, I think it's uh was it on the broadcast someone said it was ozil-esque where players just don't see that pass but it was just i mean just perfectly weighted no doubt yep i mean that was surely the pass he had to make i mean it was the seam opened up a little bit of a cluster defensively and he just dropped it in and yeah great finish and yeah i mean i i i feel like the emirates is almost uh Taken, taken off guard because you just couldn't expect that. But I mean, what a, what a start! And uh, 
you know, I feel like we start the halves really strong. And uh, yeah, that, that was uh, the definition of uh, continuing to do that. So, yeah, I know you got to rewatch the match. I, I feel like we still attacked well after the goal before Liverpool really settled in and started to take over a bit more. Yeah, I would say maybe maybe up until 10 minutes max, but they yeah. really – our goal really uh, cranked them up. I mean, we, they didn't really have a chance to play before that, but they really um, found their gears quickly. Um, and then there was the handball scare. We were just talking about that off air. And uh, I didn't even see that it hit his chest till today, till a video was circulating around. Till I mean, I thought it was – uh, I thought it was so close. I mean, I think it was Jota was crossing it, and uh, it appeared to just brush Gabriel's chest and then deflect off to his hand, which his hand was up. But I thought, I mean, the proximity, and you obviously add that chest thing, and um, I think VAR had a quick look at it, and it didn't have uh, didn't have too much. But, man, afterwards, lots of Liverpool fans very much not happy. Um, about that i mean surely yeah. there's i mean it's, i know you you got some stick about it but is that just the uh, salty fans finding something to gripe about or do you feel like if you were on the other side you would have felt hard done by that i think i would have felt hard done i really thought it should have been a pen until i saw that the, it hit his chest they didn't play that at all on uh the nbc or usa stream at all like they just missed it and so so I, I thought we got really lucky. I had no clue why Far didn't confirm that because you saw that multiple times um, last season where that's just that's just a handball. It doesn't matter proximity. It doesn't matter what's going on. It's just there. So the, every season you're, you're on your toes a little bit because the rules just like the interpretation of the rules like slightly change enough to where you're like, well, I don't really know. <laughs> I hope they call it or I hope they don't call it whatever side you're on. But yeah, I, uh, I thought if I was on the other side and that was called for us, I thought that would have been uh, incredibly fortunate, especially seeing it go off the chest. That would have been uh, yeah. bad news, I think so. So, yeah, that was kind of our first uh, scare. Like, oh, I think Darwin had a shot from a tight angle. Um, but, yeah, they, but they definitely settled in and had, yeah. had, were having more of the ball. Not that they were quite breaking things open, but um, they seemed to have us in the midfield. And it just – that wasn't really wave after wave, but we just couldn't quite – settle in and get into their half and uh dictate possession like they, were, they were super dangerous but they weren't not dangerous and that really doesn't make sense but it does <laughs> well I feel, I feel like they weren't i mean they only had i think 18 touches in the box the whole game so it wasn't yeah. like they were camping and just cycling trying to probe it was more of a you know they they could get to about that point, and then we would clear, um, occasionally mount our own attack, and yeah, just not exactly as fluid as you wanted. But we, I think we uh, really had to respect them, um, or we really did. I don't necessarily don't know if we felt like we had to, but we certainly did, and that allowed us to not get out. 
Um, them settling in a little bit, we move forward, and Trent with kind of a he, he was starting to ping some balls, and that was starting to open up, open us up a little bit. Although the ball he pinged here wasn't necessarily on a platter, but it was in an interesting position in between the center backs um, over the head. Gabriel tries to almost look like a half clear, whiffs it, and uh, Luis Diaz, who was very lively up to this point, um, takes it, and Nunez um, slides around Gabriel and uh, really finishes with a cheeky little finish and a cheeky celebration with the old crying, uh, I don't even know what you call it, I guess just the, the crying celebration. Uh, multiple times he seemed to hit that. So 1-1, surely he was going to score. Like, you just had to know he was going to score just because he's been so terrible all year, Um, even though he maybe hasn't been – I I don't know. You just knew he was going to score. He's only scored once in the league this year, so. It was – it's like the classic – this player hasn't been playing well. Big come play game. us. Yeah, come play the Arsenal. Here you go. I thought Diaz was probably their best player until he got subbed off. He's just he just finds himself in good pockets. He's pretty tricky with the ball. I, um, it's a shame. I never like to see any player outside of Tottenham players get hurt and injured for a long period of time. But I think he's out for six to eight weeks or till after the World Cup. So. Um, yeah, it was a great ball across. I mean, just inch perfect right in between where the keeper can't come out for it. And it was a good goal. I think you can have some stick with Gabrielle. Uh, but I also think, yeah, you know, I wasn't happy about that. Yeah. But I, I also <laughs> think. Uh, I just felt like he was trying to do too much. I mean, looking at the ball, it almost looked like he slowed down to get his foot to it rather than I felt like he could have kept running backwards um, and got something on it with the head. I mean, I guess maybe that puts it out for a corner, but I don't think he knew how close uh, Diaz was. Well, I think it was Darwin, and once he missed it, then Diaz came around and Darwin went the other way. It was actually just a really fine piece of uh, movement with them. And just, I mean, he took his goal really well, and there's nothing Ramsdale could have done. And Gabriel almost recovered for it so i was like oh, man it's him again i mean to be fair i felt like he settled in really well after that and didn't yeah. you know for, for some of these errors that he's making he's atoning himself or at least he's uh not letting them rattle him when he's playing the ball which you know the more i think about it, i remember in previous years if he made an error he almost didn't want the ball or didn't want to make a line breaking pass but i feel like he um has kind of gotten past that and is more um apt to get the ball and uh, kind of just start again so yeah. i guess yeah, good, good for like, him in that way it it felt like probably his fault definitely his fault but not like a giant giant like oh my gosh how is this guy playing for us every week <laughs> yeah uh, type error even though you probably feel differently because you have a vendetta against him it's not a vendetta but i will say this i feel like we're getting i think we're getting to a point where it's like when 
I mean, we, we've clearly taken multiple steps since last season. So to me, it's like, well, okay, what's what's the next step? Where, how do we improve to just be a killer team that almost seems like they don't have flaws? And uh, I, I just feel like the individual errors aren't adding up for anyone else outside of him. And uh, maybe I'm just used to uh, sc- scapegoating because we had to do it. We did it for so long, and uh, maybe I need to cut him some slack. I don't know because yeah, like I said, outside of that, I mean, he scapegoating, huh? Seven years of scapegoating has your brain rewired. Yeah, I need to. I need to work on that. Apologies, Gabriel. So one one. Uh, did you think anything of the, the cry celebration from Darwin? Seemed ironic to me. Yeah, on he, he just looks like a player that if I was playing against, I'd just want to kick him in the shin. He seems to, in the calf. You know, I thought it it was interesting because he just tied it up, and he was smiling, he was celebrating, and then he kept smiling, went over to Klopp, and was like waiting for a pat on the head, and never got it, and just kept smiling. It's like you play for a big team that has pretty big expectations and you know was really celebrating this goal pretty hard so early in the game i mean hey great for you and your confidence but yeah it felt like a, that's a 2-1 celebration like a comeback celebration for the uh, two, two, celebrated. yeah 2-1 late or like a 3-1 like this game's tucked away man i after watching again i just couldn't help but notice like he really seems to be milking this like I don't know, because he did that celebration multiple times. Did it running to the corner, turned around and did it to the away fan or the home fans again. So I'm like, this guy, man, like, I I, I get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very happy that you of all people scored. But yeah. anyways, so 1-1, one, one, um, looking like it's going to get to half 1-1. One, one, and I'm just thinking, all right, we need to. Need to regroup, try to get this sorted. Um, Luis Diaz comes off injured, challenge with Party and Saliba. Um, reports today saying six to eight weeks. I did not see that in the challenge, but it must have just hit him just right because he did. Uh, he he was down for a while, played for a little bit, and then went off again, and then that was it. So, uh, fair play to the home fans for booing him for going down again. I just always appreciate that. <laughs> But to me, you to me, it's like a, a a pitching change of baseball. You go out once, have a talk, all right. But if you go out again, you gotta the. I mean, you have to hook them, and uh, that's how it is to me. I mean, if you're gonna get treatment again, you gotta go, and uh, at least that half. And that's how I felt. Like, uh, yeah, it's time. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's uh, that was much worse than I thought, and that was uh, a slight gift for us because he was uh, quite lively for them but then seeing Bobby Firmino come on I was like this guy I mean I would have put money on him scoring um just because he him and him or Jota like they are just Arsenal killers so I was pretty confident he was going to do that so we're getting pretty late in the half I think it was do you remember how much added time there was was it five or five minutes yeah both (laughs) five minutes in the first half seven minutes in the second half so we got a little extra footy action, but we're getting pretty pretty late into those five minutes. Liverpool free kick headed out. 
Jesus, who haven't mentioned his name yet, was really classy, um, just evading some pressure, releasing the ball, and now we're moving to Martinelli. Does a tremendous cutback and sends Trent and Henderson continuing to go the other way and slides it back. Gabriel maybe looking to atone for his error, charging forward with the dummy at about the penalty spot, and Saka slides in and he nicks it in. 2-1 going into half. Did not see that coming. I actually missed the goal. It was a interesting scenario with my uh, I my sister came to visit and we had to get our daughter to nap before she saw her else she wasn't going to nap. So I quick ran upstairs and then I thought I heard the TV. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me and ran downstairs. And sure enough, we had scored. So I have a question about that later. But again, watching it back today, uh, a tremendous break. And uh, Gabrielle showing a, a bit of flair um, with the dummy. And, man, watching it, it's like Saka barely got to that. I'm glad he gambled, obviously, but he barely got to that. That was really close. Man, what a goal to go up 2-1. We really needed that. Yeah, what's crazy is um, Martinelli just makes that cut back. And I, I'm pretty sure Trent just, like, kept going. And he just kept going and going and going. And so Klopp just couldn't find him and had to hook him at halftime. <laughs> he he really cut it really tight. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I, I've never had an ounce of that in me as a player. But for him to do that, I mean, we had two guys, and Henderson as well. I mean, they just did not communicate it defending-wise. And credit to Gabriel for finding a way to make something happen. I don't. I really don't know what he was doing but maybe just thinking it was late and i'm gonna just give it a go and yeah um, he he played a big part i thought he was offsides and i was like oh no nick is going to be all over this if he's offsides lord help me i can't get back on this podcast with nick because he's just gonna rip rip gabrielle apart i was like no no but he he didn't touch it no no it was perfect he was onside too um just a great run, and I, I think Saka just in the right place at the right time. I think that's – he seems to be adding that element to his game too, and, and he just stepped up in a couple big moments. I thought he played really, really well. Um, Martinelli was man of the match, but uh, Saka, Saka had his – he was fighting for it because he was, he was brilliant. Yeah, having the two wingers that we have, knowing that – the wingbacks are not getting a break. Um, must be torturous for them. We get to halftime, 2-1. to one. Did you feel like it was deserved? Did you feel like y- you'll take it? What were your thoughts? Uh, in the moment, I was like, of course we're up 2-1. Um, thinking back, like outside of the emotion of scoring right before the break, I was like, yeah, that's – that's probably a generous result. I think the thing about it is Liverpool were controlled the match. They had more possession, uh, controlled the first half at least, had more yes. possession, scored their yes. goal. We still were challenging them on the break. We still created a few tricky chances in that first half where I wasn't surprised that we got one back. And so in a sense at halftime, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. 
um, I can't believe we're here, but we have been pushing, like we have, you know, absorbed the pressure and, and broken out a few times. So, um, yeah, kind of caught in two minds a little bit. Yeah, we looked controlled defending. Like when they attacked, we didn't look like we were scrambling. But um, we also looked like we had purpose when we broke. But, um, yeah, it was something I was like, well, I'll take it for sure. No complaints. And, um, yeah, was definitely excited to be up to that point just because I felt like us up at halftime would hopefully lift the stadium and lift I mean, that changes your halftime talk, no doubt. And um, we certainly started the second half the way we left it. Uh, Joe Gomez came on for Trent. I didn't mention this earlier, but Trent took an absolute blade from Martinelli's uh, follow-through from a cross. And <laughs> it's funny because I saw some stills of that on Twitter and people are asking for Martinelli to be sent off and just I mean it's just the definition of not having any context because Martinelli had the ball and and crossed it in and Trent was just planted to block it and the follow-through just came through and a still is gonna look really nasty and I just thought man I mean it's it's just what football Twitter is it's it's a dangerous place at times but Anyways, Joe Gomez coming on. Second half, we started really well, and I feel like we have a good history so far this season of starting the half uh, really well, um, each half. And um, we combined well with the ball falling to Odegaard at about a little past the penalty spot. On his left, he drills it straight at Allison. I thought, oh, I hope we don't regret that. That would have made it 3-1, and I think we could have really – controlled and saw the game out from there and it was not too long after the inevitable Roberto Firmino gets threaded through from Diego Jota uh, and finishes just an incredible finish with his left into the corner 2-2 the run from Firmino was brilliant and really caught Saliba stepping the wrong way probably the first bit of defending that I've seen from him and thought yeah that was probably a 21 year old move what were your thoughts on the goal? Did you think uh, we were really in for it now? Yeah. So, like, even on the Odegaard shot, he had Saka wide open on the back yeah, post. If he could have he did. Oof. Yeah, if he, I think that would have been icing. And so we had a flurry of chances to really start that half. And so I just – I was getting nervous. And then they score, and I was like, oh, I, I can't handle this. This is my blood pressure is just I'm not created for this stress. And so uh, I, it was kind of like a here we go again moment, knowing that we have responded well to getting scored on, uh, knowing that we still were playing pretty well. And so it was like, I just feel like there's more goals in this game. I just don't think it's going to end 2 2. I don't think. I think either team could score. I, I just didn't think we were done going for it. So, um, again, just just kind of like on the fence there of like I just trying to enjoy this new season and how we've been playing. I just didn't know if I could could fully trust, uh, you know, the hope of, of how we have been playing versus the best. 
five years of torture. Yeah, to me, I was like, well, I feel like there's plenty of time left. I mean, that was in the 53rd minute. And uh, it just reminded me of just some of the classic Arsenal-Liverpool games at that point. I was just like, well, I think there's definitely more goals in this, but I don't necessarily know we'll come away with it. Um, yeah, so it's kind of didn't really know what to think, but felt better that we were at home and just with this crowd for sure. Um, the crowd was amazing. I mean, they just constantly were singing. Like, I've been in other sporting stadiums when – you're cheering real hard and then other team scores or something happens or play just kind of gets dead. It's, it can be hard to like get yourself up for singing again and going again. And at two, two, like the nerve set ends, you're just focusing and watching and not like trying to add to the atmosphere, but man, hats off to the Emirates. They, they were just loud. Like everything was loud. And I really came through the broadcast and, I'm jealous you get to go experience that. Definitely. Yeah, be, because I think it just created this sense of like, yeah, I know it's Liverpool, but I think we can do it. Yeah. And we have no reason to think that we can't. And uh, let's see, we'll fast forward to 69th minute. Kanate uh, comes on for Joel Matip and Fabinho on for Salah. Wow. That was crazy. That was crazy. I saw that number 11 up, and I thought, no way. That can't be right. But sure enough, Hook's hooks Liverpool's best player 20 minutes early. I mean, he barely had a sniff. I think there was one moment in the first half where he uh, wiggled past uh, Martinelli and then Tomiyasu and maybe Xhaka. And yeah, he had a shot near post that kind of dribbled in. That was it. Yeah, but that, that was it. I mean, I had to watch that back to see that. I saw nothing of the sort beforehand. And, um, man. What do you think Klopp was thinking? Do you think it was like uh, he played midweek? We have another Champions League match coming up. We have – we're it's not working, so we can shift a few things and attack them through the midfield more. Like, it, he's playing terrible – combination of all of it like what i'm not i'm really not sure what the justification could be because maybe just they just thought if he's not gonna do it now he's not gonna do it at all i really don't know you know the and the more i think about the the tomiyasu sub or the tomiyasu uh, move him starting was he's right-footed salah's left-footed if salah goes to cut in He's on his strong foot, and if he does that, then um, then Tomiyasu's defending on his strong foot. So, um, yeah, thought that was a master stroke because he was on him all game. I can't believe Ron in our group text kept talking about Tomiyasu. I'm like, I, I don't understand the issues. I mean, Salah's doing nothing. Um, thought he Thought he was absolutely tremendous. I mean, not that Salah was getting the ball. It was constant 1v1s. It was just kind of uh, um, his presence, him and Xhaka together, just left nothing for him. And once he was out, it was, again, similar to the Tottenham game. I think uh, on the Arsenal Think podcast, I had said, you know, if a big big game for our wingbacks, because if they can neutralize them, 
you know, it'll be pretty limited at that point. So, yeah, again, shocked to see him come off and to, for Fabinho coming on because, to me, that was a sign of, oh, they're packing it. They're okay with this result, and uh, they're trying to protect it and was just shocked. And that seems to me such a mentality change. Uh, I would have never, ever expected Liverpool to do that. Yeah. Yeah, they've always been it's under Klopp and high-flying, like, let's go, let's go, let's attack. And I think he just sees their kind of defensive frailties, their midfield uh, weakness, and just was like, we – because we were growing into the match at that point. Um, but then when they made the switch, I felt like we just kind of drove the screw in a little deeper. Um, For sure. I can't believe um... – I can't believe Fabinho didn't start in the first place. Yeah. I Surely guess he's him... been playing pretty poorly. Maybe it's the formation, but he can't play in a two. But, man, I definitely thought definitely thought he could, could have been in a position where he could have played over Henderson, and um, that would have worked out better for them. But um, okay with it. You know, it's interesting because as they – bring Fabinho and Kanate on, we uh, were readying Fabio Vieira to really go for it. And, uh, yeah, just uh, kind of the difference in the approach and uh, how we were with with the result at that point. So, yeah, yeah was really happy. To... Later then, here we go. Yeah, just a couple clusters. Um, the, the first one, they, they started very similar to – Martinelli to Xhaka, um surging past him again with that overlap, cross it in, ball bounces around numerous times, numerous oh. shots blocked, and uh, I could not believe we didn't even get a shot off um, or shot on goal at that point and uh, thought, man, I hope that's not the last chance we get. And uh, I think it was about 60 seconds later we get the same, same run um, and it comes back out. To Martinelli, and he plays the Jacques again. This time he clips one through, and uh, Jesus goes up for the volley, and Tiago just clips the Achilles, and Oliver goes straight to the spot. Were you surprised with the penalty call? Did you were you surprised with the certainty and and with VAR not even taking a look? Yeah, I I didn't. I think VAR did take a look. I'm pretty sure they they checked it. Um really quick because there was a big scuffle then and people were upset and uh at that that point with with them checking it and there was contact they were they were never going to overturn it yeah i would have been hard done if that was given against us Mm. and one like that has been given against us (laughs) uh the jaka heel clip while running when the guy's heel went into his jaka's knee um and so I, I, yeah, I was just excited. I was like, "Oh, here we go!" Um, was absolutely terrified when Saka stepped up to the to the spot. Um, but yeah, in the moment, I didn't really think twice about it being like a bad call. I was like, "Oh, a little soft," but there was contact, so it's a penalty. So the fact that he called it, there was no way it was getting yeah. overturned. Yeah. I got on Twitter and just saw how pissed off people were, and I was. It really did surprise me. I didn't. I watched the game. I was. I watched it late, so I didn't have any social media up, and 
just kind of watch it with fresh eyes and just, you know, I'm, I'm very biased and I don't ever want to change. Um, <laughs> but I really thought like, yeah, you know what? The both penalty shouts could have gone either way and they both went our way and that, that feels really good. You know, it's been a while since we had something like that and I'll be the first one that complains really hard when things don't go our way because I feel like the last two years with Mikhail, we have not gotten the rub of the luck whatsoever. So you can call it that and um yeah, but we'll take it and uh Yeah. So that that was a long break. I think Saka had to probably wait about three minutes before he uh sat the penalty down, sat the ball down to take it. Did you think um did you think he was going to be the one to take it? Were you thinking Martinelli would have grabbed it or even Jesus? I thought, um, had Jesus been punched in the head yet? Oh, yeah. That was actually 58 minutes. It was way earlier than I thought. Yeah. So I didn't think that um, Jesus would take it. I just, he hasn't really been on pens for us. I, so I really thought that... Um, Martinelli was going to take it, but I think it really is Saka's. I think it's just his to, to give away at this point. And so, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's really become, up and taking leadership in that way. So definitely great. Yeah. Uh, nervous though. Holy cow. I mean, we haven't had a, a moment like that in a long time to where, The blood was pumping, no doubt. I mean, I can't put it any other way than that. I was thinking, this is a huge moment. Just didn't know if we were going to get a better chance than that to to win it. And um, but I had a, a confidence in Saka to make it, and uh, he dispatched it well to Allison's right. I I thought Allison could have done better because it wasn't quite side netting, but I think the timing of his timing of the tempo of his run-up was uh, spot on and kind of caught Allison off guard. 3-2, great celebration in the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, surely we got it at that point, right? I felt really confident at that point. I uh, had to move positions on the couch, and I just kind of, after screaming and running around, <laughs> uh, just had to watch with a bit bated breath. But I was more confident that I than I have been. Um, just praying and hoping it wasn't like an end to the Man City on January 1st last year. Yeah, and um, not only that, I mean, the Liverpool games, I think the what I flash back to, the two, two games where we went ahead in just tremendous fashion I, and just thought that it would have been one of my favorite Arsenal games ever, but we lost the lead, um, one being the 3-2 in 2017 where we were down 2-0, scored three at the Emirates, and they scored um, in the 4-4 Andre Arshavin game at Anfield, where we went up 4-3 late and uh, gave up a Yosef Benayoun equalizer. So I went straight to both of those thinking, oh, yeah, I mean, this is a this is lining up to be a Premier League classic, but I don't know if we can hold on to it. And, um, yeah, to keep things short, we uh, – 
we controlled it quite well, and they didn't really have too many chances. Uh, Jaka had a great block on Henderson. Oof, um, yeah. A ball bounced out to him, and he lined it up, and he was about the last person I needed to score that. And a great block. Harvey Elliott had a chance blocked right after that and uh we cleared and man the scenes at the full-time whistle Mikel absolutely losing it you could tell like this was a big one and uh I think we had to show ourselves that we could do this uh the team I just loved the full-time the scenes of the full-time whistle I mean guys that you just know probably don't hang out or get all I may not get along but guys you just don't expect to be together all celebrating and it's just like yeah that's that's what a team's all about. And so uh, loved, loved seeing that. So, man, 10 wins out of 11. You can't draw it up too much better than that. I did not predict this. <laughs> uh, I can't can't say many people uh, would have. I mean, that was just, you know, we're, we're a team you don't want to play right now. No, not at all. I mean, we just, I mean, we're in really, really, really good form. Uh, and we're just pulling out a lot of wins. And so, I mean, cheers to us. We just, we're top of the league. And, yeah. And I, I, I don't think anybody can argue that we don't deserve to be there. With, playing with, Tottenham. Yeah. Playing a tough Brentford side, playing, losing to United, but playing Palace. Uh, Villa's had some decent results. You know, it's, we we haven't played all scrubs, and so uh, I need to just keep this going. Well, to be fair, Liverpool is a mid-table team, so have oh. we still – have we really played anyone yet this year? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's what people are saying. I'm just like, what more can we do? What What more can we do to – show this is where we're at and you know it's just we can't we just have to keep beating the teams that are in front of us and we'll just keep going so yeah it was a a tremendous win i i was with city winning i was i wasn't hard to tell how confident i was going into this game but i thought well this if this is it and uh, we're not top of the league anymore. I hope uh, hope we can be back soon. And yeah. um, hey, another weekend. I'll actually be in the country when we're top of the league. Ooh, here we go. Yep, that's uh, that's a pretty nice one. That's you know, I, you can't draw it up better than that. So, all right. Well, there's a lot of names we haven't mentioned, but who are some people that? you feel like stood out to you that deserved to get a shout out on the pod for for what that's worth. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Nick, I'm going to steal your guy, but Benny Blanco. He's so good, man. He was was the first guy I was thinking. I was like, man, we haven't talked about him a peep, but he he was incredible. Yeah. I mean, he is getting forward more. He's doing some more things on the, uh, and the overlap, his positioning was just really, really good. I thought his 1v1 defending was excellent. Uh, his post-match 
monotone interviews were great. This like, I just, <laughs> just really don't care. I know I have to do these things. Seems like a super nice, fun guy that just is like, whatever, man. Uh, I, I loved, I loved his quote. It was like, uh, what did you think about them uh, having four attackers coming at you? He goes, I'll be honest, I, I didn't really notice. <laughs> he's something else, man. I, I, I don't know if I've ever met somebody that reminds me of him, and I just, I just can't. I can't figure him out, and I just love him more and more every game. And he's just—I mean, he played so incredible. And uh, I mean, just—I mean, didn't do anything to really shine and like break out, but just constantly—I mean, just essentially box to box at right back. And it's really amazing just knowing that he was a center back by trade and he's out of position doing this. I'm like, man, this guy is, he's just unbelievable and just never stopped running in every duel. And, uh, yeah, starting to add that overlap game. Wow. This is, this is really becoming something for Southgate to have to take notice. I mean, frankly, I don't really care because we have him and, uh, he's our guy and he's been, He's been tremendous there, so I will very much second you on that. He is a big game player too. Um, thought he handled the DS Jota stuff quite well. Um, I am gonna go with Martin Odegaard. Um, I mean, he took his assist really well. Didn't necessarily have too much in product after that, outside the shot that he probably should have done a little better with. I think. Um, he controlled the ball very well. And, you know, this, the, the, for us to transform, I think we've turned into a team that a lot of guys really um, are technically secure and they don't give the ball up quickly. Um, and when, when pressed, they are comfortable and able to still keep it. And I think that's been a big change, especially in games like this to where we can keep possession through pressure. So I'm going to give a shout out to Martin Odegaard for sure. Do you have anyone else you thought? Um, I mean, yeah, we, talked about, we talked about Tommy. We talked about our wings, Martinelli and Saka. They were fantastic. Uh, it was funny. My wife watched the game with me and had to give her a hard time because she just thought Saka was a little soft and, and to start the match, just kind of going down easily, he needed to get stuck in more. And then he goes and scores two goals. Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, I won that argument, but good. Uh, I think I argued too much and I lost the war. <laughs> well, we won, so ultimately we won the war. We won. It we didn't matter. Liverpool. Yeah, it was about freaking time we beat Liverpool. It's been a it's long been... time, oh, man. Gosh, you know, last year, last year you could say, hey, maybe we put some good performances in, but in four games, lost 9 0 on aggregate. And, uh, I don't care what performances look like at that point. It's when are we going to break into this tier? And to get a win, I mean, things had to go our way. Trent came off injured. Um, Diaz came off injured. And yeah, just those kind of things happened. We had a penalty call go our way. They weren't on a good run of form. I'm, I'm actually like thinking ahead to the second leg. There, there was tempers flared. There was some arguing. The far calls. Klopp had his thousand excuses. 
Um, the weather wasn't right and the sun was shining in his eyes. And, uh, too many birds flew overhead and it was very distracting. And so um, I, I'm a little worried for away at Anfield. That's just such a tough place to play. And I know we're not there yet and I want to celebrate uh, this win, but um, I, I just think that the next match is going to be fierce i think it'll be i think it'll be a full all-out battle i think liverpool yeah. find their form too yeah that game at anfield is going to be a hot one for sure but we won't we won't uh no we won't get too far ahead of ourselves that life could look a lot different yeah. by then because so, we, took, we took care of our business at home that's what we had to do win at home yep and uh beat the teams below us and uh that's everyone. So, <laughs> but yeah, I I am gonna shout out Martinelli because he was a constant menace. I mean, he is really transforming into the guy. And uh, if he doesn't make the plane to Qatar for Brazil, that'll really be a shame. Because and because I mean, what more can he do to earn that? But you can tell how hungry he is, and thought um, oh, he's done a. A great job. So he's been so good. I think it's funny. Like Rafinha would have just added so much to our squad, but could you imagine? It's just hard to even imagine not having Saka and Martinelli starting all these matches because they've been playing so well. Yeah, Keski was busting me a little bit. He's like, Nick, remember when you wanted Rafinha at left wing? And I'm like, Yeah, I did because you know I feel like uh, I didn't expect Martinelli to blossom this much yet and uh he has and man you can't ask can't ask him to be a better player at his age right now i mean he is he's doing it he's being the man and uh to have to, to have a guy on each wing that's as hungry as they are is uh and at the age they are it's just like yeah we are we are blessed and i feel like Jesus is bringing out the best in both of them. So may that keep going all about it. So, Oh yeah. So we, well, let's, uh, I got a couple questions to wrap up with this game and I didn't send these to you. So you have to go off the cuff straight from the heart. So great. I have a Liverpool starting lineup and, and, uh, maybe we were classy in the first section, but I just felt like, I was so frustrated with how they played, and may, it really made me loathe a lot of their players. So, um, the question, and you just need you can expand on a couple if you want, but I just need a respect or bum. Do you respect this player, or are they a bum? Um, we'll start in the back, Allison. Super respect. I think he is no doubt, and I think he's really freaking good. He was really classy when uh, Jesus got his bell rung, mm -hmm. and I appreciated that. Uh, Trent. I respect him. I think he's I not a good defender, too. but I think he's a nice guy, plays well. He's For sure. Really talented. I think he's had a hard uh, hard rap lately. Uh, Joe Gomez subbed on for him. Any thoughts about Joe Gomez? No. I thought he's a bum. He was uh, – yeah. He absolutely hammered Martinelli out of bounds. I mean, Martinelli's wow. easily a yard out of bounds. Yeah, what a bum. He absolutely slams him, and he slides almost all the way down. I thought that was a real cheap shot. 
Uh, Matip and Van Dyke. Kind of bums. They're just kind of whiny. I don't know. Matip is neutral, but Van Dyke. Yeah, Van Dyke tried to hit the ball out of Saka's hand. Did you see that? Yeah, what a bum. And uh, Martinelli just was in full bodyguard mode and just shoved him out of there. I'm like, man, it's just uh, watching the game back. You kind of see these little things. I'm like, yeah, it's interesting seeing our guys evolve into these type of guys in some scenarios. And uh, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, Simikas. Bum. Oh, my gosh. Listen, it sounds like your wife wasn't happy about soccer going down, but holy cow, Simikas easily probably had three or four fouls that were not called, and I thought at that point he could have been on a yellow card, and then the elbow on Jesus. That wasn't even a foul. It was a drop ball. It was a nasty one, obviously. I think he caught him on the nose. I mean, we were talking about concussion stuff earlier, but I think it just really – I don't know if he's knocked out or I don't know if anyone knows, but it uh it looks like they were really looking at his nose. And I know that can really catch you off guard when you take one of the nose, but he didn't fully turn and look at him, but I knew he knew he was there. And man, he absolutely wrecked him. So a bum for sure. Uh Jordan Henderson. Bum. No doubt. I I've uh. never been his biggest fan, but man, after today I was like, this guy is just constantly chirping and just he's got his phony beard and he was squaring up to Jacques. I'm like, man, Jacques would absolutely lay some wood and that would not even be close. In a second. We'll see what uh, he actually said because I'm interested to see that. I'm good old no room for racism weekend. Uh, I think he might have had some words from Gabrielle and he was not thrilled about that. Maybe it wasn't racial. I have no idea. But the FA is investigating, so that uh will be interesting to, to see. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think he will get away with it, no doubt. Uh Tiago. Fine. Yeah, he's fine. I think we have the same opinion. I just needed you to back me up on these. Salah. Fine. He's fine. Respect. Jota. Bum. Yeah, he didn't do anything today to make me hate him no. more. But honestly, um, I think he's a really good player. I actually do really respect him. Anytime yeah, he, he's not playing us, but man, he—it's impressive because he was nowhere at Wolves, and, and Liverpool just plucked him out and plopped him into their system, and he's been—he's been pretty class for them. He was a cheeky signing, no doubt, and I yeah. think those are the type of signings that I hope we make as we continue to make the step. Uh, Luis Diaz, any problems with him? No, respect. I think I think he played really hard. I think he he did a couple of things that made me really nervous. So so tapped it my hat to him for sure. And uh, Firmino subs on for him. Respect. He's old. I don't know. He's like who we wished Laka would be. <laughs> Fair. I'm pretty neutral on him. There were times where I did not have much time for Firmino, but I knew he was going to score. And last, but certainly not least, Darwin Nunez. Um, I tell you what, the dude's the biggest poser I think I've seen in the entire league. I don't know what his deal is. I just can't believe they spent $100 million. $100 million on him of all people. Just the whole (laughs) celebration thing and everything. I'm like, this dude thinks he's that guy. And uh, he's definitely not. 
No way. Yeah, I was like, man, losing money and replacing him with uh, Nunez, I was like, oh, well, this is a this is a massive downgrade. Yeah, so, he, I mean, you can see how he has talent and has a frame and has a skill set that's desirable, but he is a ways off it right now for yeah. sure. I'm not saying in two years' time he's not going to be a, a a great player, but right now he's just I just don't see it. I think his finishing is is pretty poor, for sure. Yeah, low on confidence and just not even quite getting the chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his all around play is kind of lacking too. So interesting to see his development. So thank you for playing that. Um, that's fun, couple, man. Yeah, a couple of things I noticed: Simicos and Nunez, uh, very much twinning. Did you notice how they uh, both had the very similar cut and uh, the tattoos, and then they played similarly? I was like, I've had enough of them for sure. Yeah, um, wasn't a fan. Another thing I noticed: Tomiyasu, he needs some friends. I feel like. I feel like a lot of people really like him, but I, <laughs> I just feel like he doesn't get on with, uh, or nobody really loves Tomiyasu. Everybody really likes him, but yeah, I, every time I watch him, I'm like, there's a chance he becomes one of my favorite players. The way he defends and just like battles and just the things he does, it's just like he's the right-footed Kieran Tierney, and in some senses, where it's just like, man, I really like him. Yeah, he's a he's an incredible player. I just really, really love him, and I can't I can't talk about how unrelated or underrated he is. Yeah. I just feel like he needs a buddy in the team, and I don't know what that looks like, but I just feel like man, maybe he just gets on with everyone. I feel like he's kind of a loner, and uh, just what I've noticed. Yeah. I also um, noticed. Uh... That I think Kieran Tierney cuts his own hair. Probably just uh, to save 20, 20 quid. Uh, I had that same thought. He was taking a throw in, and I was like, oof. Just the back of it. I uh, thought it could have been a little better. I cut my own hair, so I can relate. So Yeah, maybe. but you're also not making you know, 80,000 <laughs> pounds a week. <laughs> Are you? Uh, <laughs> I am not. Podcast revenue for me? <laughs> I safely am not. Uh, so yeah sorry to break it to you so well like i said earlier i had missed the second goal because I'm trying to put our daughter down have you ever missed a goal or even a game for just a ridiculous reason it was it's not i'm not saying it's ridiculous <laughs> i guess but it was uh i, I just knew we were going to score i knew something was going to happen i totally missed it my wife's yeah. popping back at me. I uh, I missed a goal last weekend at Tottenham because I was trying to send you a talk where I was trash talking you. Um, and I ended up deleting the message, but I was looking at my phone. I think Gabrielle did something well, or no, Kieran Tierney was playing well, and I wanted to. I don't remember, but I was trying to send a trash talk text. Was looking at my phone, and we scored, and I was like, "What? What happened?" And, uh, we got that's what you get, Ben. It was totally deserved. That that's uh that's <laughs> on me. Fair enough. Um, 
my last thing, uh, Mikel is kind of crazy, isn't he? Oh. Like I knew he had a, he's been, he's wired different and he's intense, but now I'm at the point I'm like, yeah, I, I'm starting to think he's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very thankful he's our manager because he's, I couldn't love him anymore. He's insane on the touchline, man. I think he's just talking out his own anxiety because nobody hears him. He's just waving his hands and yelling at the ref and getting hyped up and, I'm I'm a hundred percent here for it. I yeah, think it's brilliant. No doubt. Hmm. Well, I uh, I guess that's it. I just yawned, and that's probably all I need to know. Probably about time we shut it down. Yeah, that sounds great. Hey, another win, and we have another game this week. We play Ooh. at Bodo Glimp. It's the early Europa League kickoff. On Thursday, so my hopes I'll be able to catch a little bit of that before we uh, fly out to the motherland. Oh, that's right. When do you fly out? Thursday evening. Okay. Yeah, so, matches twelve forty-five. I I guess I'm not sure if we'll get a pod in before then. Maybe we'll have to do an on-location pod. Oh, in the streets of London. Man, on location, just like Gunner Bog. There we go. Yeah, you have to do a at at the whistle. Something. <laughs> that so. would be great. Just got tickets secured for the uh, Arsenal PSV game. That was a bit of a crisis, but um, yeah, Arsenal America wasn't able to get the club to change it. So yeah, I was pretty worried I was not going to be able to get to the Arsenal game. But um, let's see, going to Fulham in Bournemouth at Craven Cottage, then Wolves and Palace at Selhurst Park, a night Ooh. game, and then. The PSV Arsenal game. So hey, you get to see your boy. I, you know, in I don't know how many people know this, but I've actually seen PSV play three times in the Netherlands. Um, so they're a team that I follow quite closely too, and obviously love Cody Gakpo uh, and PSV as well. And so, although uh, I feel like uh, an Arsenal City game at this point in the league. We probably feel like we could take them, and I'm really disappointed about that. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be excited about Arsenal PSV because those are my teams. So that'll be um, fun. Yeah, I will make the most out of it. Thankful to to have them still uh still have a home game that we can get to and uh, got tickets. So congrats, yep. thanks. Right. So, well, we'll we'll expect you to come back with a a nice North London accent. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of new sayings and uh, a whole new uh, way to look at personal. Blimey. All right. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining. Yeah. We'll, uh, glad, to, glad to do it, man. We'll sort something next week. Okay. Sounds good. All right. For Ben, I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Thanks so much for joining. We appreciate every listen. You can check us out on Twitter at the Arsenal Bros. I'll be flying out to London this week and we'll be checking out Arsenal PSV the following week. So not sure if we'll get a pod in in between there. Maybe we'll get one live from location. We'll see what we can do. Stay tuned.